I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. U.S. inflation in April was at its highest rate in 12 years. Highest rate in 12 years. That, of course, is the big headline. What does that really mean for all of us? What's the cause of it? And what do we do to make sure this doesn't become a runaway train when it comes to inflation, spending? Uh, It's time for us to dig a little deeper and reconsider the headline about interest rate. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. All right, so as we look at what's happening in terms of inflation. What does that mean to each of us individually? Obviously, as uh, things go up, our buying power goes down. So those are real issues in terms of what we're actually uh, keeping for ourselves and uh, impacts everything from interest rates to the stock market and everything in between. And I thought here on a Friday, uh, this is one of those that we got to lean into just a, a little bit more And interesting, uh, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul uh, took on the problem uh, in a a really fascinating interview uh, that I want to play just a little bit of because it gives some real good context uh, in terms of uh, where we are in terms of the spending and what that really looks like and, what again, what it means to each of us now and to our kids and grandkids and the yet-to-be-born kids Uh, All of those who are going to have to deal with debt, spending, deficits, and the economy. Uh, And so let's start with uh, Senator Rand Paul and uh, him talking about the Federal Reserve and kind of the justification that's going on about all the spending. I think when the Fed says this is transitory and mostly supporters of the Fed back the Fed up and say it's transitory, I think that's an excuse for government spending and borrowing. It's sort of from the same kind of uh, lexicon of deficits don't matter. So we added four or five trillion dollars worth of debt last year. We're going to do probably the same again this year. So, you know, just four or five trillion uh, worth of additional debt, things that we couldn't pay for that we spent on last year. We're going to do that. At least that again could be as high as eight or ten trillion in additional debt uh, based on uh, infrastructure bill, family plan bill, a couple of other things that the president is pushing in terms of spending. Uh, And so how do we how do we do that? We can say, well, this is just a short term thing. It's a transitory thing. Uh, that's a that's a nice way to justify it, but there are real impacts on that, and then it's a really tough thing to get out of. Here's more from Senator Paul. You combine the spending and the debt, which is uh, historic, it's never ever happened to this degree, greater than World War II accumulation of debt. You combine that with now the threat of punitive taxes. In some ways, the marketplace, I think, accepts debt more than they accept debt plus punitive taxes. So we're going to have massive debt added. We're already doing it. But now we're talking about punitive corporate taxes. And even worse than punitive corporate taxes is punitive capital gains taxes, which I think is probably more than anything got the market skittish. 
So uh, as Senator Paul uh, noted there, uh, the markets are getting a little skittish on some of this. Uh, again, most are thinking a, a little short-term stuff is probably okay. But when, when we continue to add massive amounts of debt, uh, that's where the markets start to get a little bit skittish. And, and now we're looking at kind of a double whammy coming back at the market because not only are we looking at increases to corporate taxes, uh, but we're also looking at uh, capital gains taxes. Uh, if you didn't hear earlier this week, you can go back and check out the podcast at kslpodcast.com. Uh, we had a great conversation around what happens when the capital gains tax goes up and it doesn't necessarily bring more money into the government. In fact, more often than not, it brings less money into the government, which does what? Increases our deficits and increases our debt. Uh, So all of those things are interconnected uh, in an interesting way. And the thing that we all have to keep in mind and have to remember is that the the more we allow these kinds of things to continue to play out, uh, the consequences of this are big and they're very difficult to turn around. There are those of us who believe there are repercussions, that this isn't a transitory blip, that what you've caused is a massive misallocation of resources, a massive uh, infusion of cash into the stock market, and that there is a time in which people wake up and say, the emperor has no clothes. And at that part, at that moment in time, you would discover that there's a lot of capital that's gone in the wrong direction, that demand is exceeding supply, and all these supply chain things. It's because we've disrupted the normal marketplace, but I don't think it's as benign as people say it's going to be. I think it's going to have profound repercussions and that we're just getting started. So a lot of repercussions in terms of decisions that are being made today, uh, things that are happening in Washington, D.C., and again, we, we know the inflation in April uh, was at its highest rate in 12 years. And as Senator Paul uh, pointed out, uh, this government spending on one hand is really bad. <laughs> uh, but when you compound that with increases in taxes, whether that's to corporations or whether that's uh, to individuals in capital gains tax, uh, it really creates a death spiral uh, that is going to impact us. Now, we often talk about these kinds of things and say, well, that's going to impact our, our kids or our grandkids. They're going to have to deal with that. And that's true. Uh, but as we talked about earlier in the day today, that it it's going to impact us now. And it in particular, it's going to impact those facing poverty uh, and the most vulnerable among us. They're the ones who often, often get hurt the most. The other thing we have to recognize is that uh, a lot of these misallocations in the market, uh, whether that's inflation, whether that's interest rates, uh, again, if you, if you have that, uh, you often end up with a bubble. And we know what happens to bubbles. <laughs> All bubbles pop. Uh, that is the law of the land. Bubbles pop. And that often makes it impossible for people to advance and to move forward. So all of these things are so interconnected and to me that's the thing we've got to think again about is we can't just look at these things in isolation taxes uh, whether to corporations or to capital gains are interconnected in what's going on in our daily lives sometimes we we just push all of this stuff off to just being a washington problem it's not going to hit me it may hurt my children and grandchildren uh but it's not going to hurt me so much today and it may not today And it may not even tomorrow, uh, but it is going to. And whether that's having less buying power with the money that you do bring in, 
whether that's inflation and higher interest rates to, to buy a, a home or a car, uh, all of these things are going to impact us in our communities and in our homes. And I'm telling you, now's the time we got to have a real honest conversation in Washington, D.C. about spending, about the national debt, and about what is best for the American people. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.